Paris, Texas. I'm coming back. Okay. I'll, I'll pencil you in right now, dude. Pencil I'll do it that in. shit right now. Where Get is your it? pencil Here's, out. I want to see you delete someone out. else's name. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Nobody's name was in there. Uh, it, it was. Uh, it's not two days in Paris, which is two weeks after that, but Paris... Comma, Texas. Wait, two days in Paris is on the list of the yeah. 500 greatest movies of all time. Yeah, I like yeah. that movie. That's just really there is wild. insane thing. We watched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for this podcast. What? Really? We watched. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another garbage movie we had to watch? Just just throwing out there. Like there. half I'm of blanking. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is really good. Until yeah, but then it really <laughs> falls apart. Yeah, then we it watched really. We watched Phantom Menace. Yeah, we did. Happy 20th anniversary thing. I know. Oh my God. Yesterday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Happy 20th. We watched watched movies that I'm sure a lot of people think are very, very good, but I like loathed by the end of watching it. I heard you talk shit about Brick on an episode. Yeah, but that one. Which is insane to me. But that one, that's that's me. That's me personally. It's only him. It's only me. I recognize that. I'm okay. not trying to come out and be like, it's bad. I mean, bad. here's the thing. Everyone's allowed to like or not sure, like. Sure, sure, sure. I think and it's toxic when we're like, you're objectively yes. incorrect about no. your opinion on this movie. Correct. But, but I think uh, some of the movies we've seen In the Company are, of Men is I think oh, it's hot God, garbage. I fucking I, hate that piece of shit thank movie. Thank you so I think much. It's objectively bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, as, oh, as good, so much. as well done as it is, it is a it's, bad movie. Yes. I would not even give it that. It's bad well done. Yeah. I'm yeah. only saying that in just in the way like someone was okay with. Their they managed camera. to roll the cameras yeah, 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 at the correct yeah, yeah, yeah. time to <laughs> okay. have a coherent okay. narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's so that's some of the stuff uh-huh. that we've been. But this is what's fascinating about this list to me. It is it's at, at times it makes perfect sense that certain <laughs> movies land on here, like The Phantom Menace or Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, because this list came out in 2008. This list was was uh, drawn up, decided by, voted on. By ten thousand readers of this magazine, along with fifty writers, producers, you know, 150 d- directors, one hundred fifty like inter- like industry people, right? And then so, fifty critics. So, like you, you roll through this, and you'll see the top ten lists of people like Kevin Feige, Edgar Wright, David Fincher. There's like a really interesting, weird group. Do they like of tell like, you who put what movie in? Well, some of the see all those like lists right there. Those images of those. See, I'll show you one right. You you'll go I'll through find one. and they will and because like the way that people voted is you write your name at the top and then you do your top ten movies. I'd love to look through and just see like, like see, which which movie is going right to make me here. the most angry. Mm-hmm. Raising oh, man. Arizona. Great. Do you want to see the top Great. ten and just get angry like that? <laughs> yeah, let's see this. Let's see the top ten greatest films of what, all time. What okay. do you think is number one? Well, so far, Lawrence of Arabia is number fifty-seven. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Sure. I'm already so mad. The Godfather is number one. Okay. How do you feel it's about like, that? It's like okay. It's fine. Raiders fine. of the Lost Ark is the second best movie of all time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back is the third greatest movie ever made. This is... Fine. Shawshank Redemption is the fourth greatest film <laughs> of all time. Jaws. I think it's cool that America made all of the greatest films ever made. And, yeah. and <laughs> look at what, is this, this, is, this of, is the one that makes me the most upset. Number Fight, ten, Fight Club. The tenth best movie of all time is, is Fight, Fight Club. Club. Mm-hmm. So clearly, this list is what I'm this, actually upset. Just seeing Once Upon a Time in the West on the same page <laughs> as Fight Club, but much farther behind. I know. And I, I really like Fight Club. Mm-hmm. But it's not Once Upon a Time in the West. Mm-hmm. It's not the 10th greatest film ever made. No. Oh, I see The Dark Knight is the 15th greatest <laughs> film ever made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can I talk about something? Okay. In the Dark Knight. That's what this podcast is. Mm-hmm. Can you talk Just about talk, something? Can I talk about talk something? Talk about something. Okay, great. <laughs> in the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a phrase that is called back in the movie, uh, I believe only two times. It might be three times. Um, you do like to play things close to the chest. Close to mm. the chest, close mm-hmm. to the vest, close to the vest, close to the chest. Yeah. Which should it be? Hold on, though. Who says it first? Who originally says, wow, you like to play things close to the chest? I think it's chest, not vest in the movie. I could be wrong. No, it's chest in the I movie. Wa- I want to say. Who says it the first time? It's Lucius Fox. Yes. When he's talking to Bruce Wayne. Correct. Okay. Oh, no. Now, there's a big callback oh, no. to uh, a character saying, huh, you do like to play things close to the chest. And Who says that? Rachel Dawes. No. It's Harvey Dent. It is Harvey Dent after he gets rescued in the in the van, in the big car yeah. chase. Yeah. And who does he say it to? Batman. No. Bruce Wayne. No. He says it to Commissioner Gordon. Wayne so, two entirely different characters. <laughs> 
It's a callback call to a line. Now, here's okay. the thing. I have not watched the movie in a few years. This movie is about the... Uh, I'm trying to even just... I, I don't know what the word is. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, are we peaking like crazy? I do. My voice does sound a little weird in the headphones. In the cans. In the cans. Thank you for saying the correct term. No problem. I think I think that's... Well, now I'm too... Keller, can you help me out, please? I definitely yeah. see huge spikes in the sound Sam. level <laughs> that are me screaming about the Dark Knight, which was great material that you can't use now. We're going to use it. We're going to use it. Okay. Keller, b- pump me up a little bit. Bump you me up promised me that uh, you don't edit these. We don't. At we all. really we don't. will not. We really don't. We probably we, will leave it in. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. No, this is I'm the, not upset. This is the opposite of... Your podcast, which is good, which is good podcast, meticulously good podcast. edited yes. to mm-hmm. my to the detriment of my own personal health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've edited anything. You took a fantastic photo of your most recent guest, Mara Wilson. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with I got her, all four of her arms in frame. Goro arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we would never. Yeah, at no point <laughs> we find if we we go to their we maybe will go to their Instagram account and copy their photo. Yeah, and sure. Well, because. I mean that. Here's the thing. Uh, you get, that's fine because I only have to do maybe eighty episodes of Mortal Podcast in right. order to get every single Mortal Kombat character. You have to do five hundred episodes. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And I assume you'll need. <laughs> I assume you're going to need more than one episode <laughs> just to talk about. Let's see, uh, Donnie Darko, the fifty third greatest film of all mm, time. That's a good point. Yeah, we're probably going to have to set aside a month to <laughs> unpack Donnie Darko. If I could just, um, <laughs> I'm going to need about uh, twenty minutes. Just have a panel of people on yeah. to talk about <laughs> Donnie Darko. Well, if I could just do, just do a quick plug, um, yeah. writing partner Chris Amick and I uh, ha- actually run a website called uh, have you ever seen donnie darko.com <laughs> we've been running it for about eight eight years now i think are you trying to position yourself as our guest 10 years from now for donnie darko here's the thing i understand that you think i'm joking and I w- <laughs> what i would like you to do is open up a browser window on your laptop which i'm looking at right now okay and i'd like you to type in have you ever seen donnie darko.com i'm gonna go ahead and answer this question myself and say that i have not seen you've never donnie seen the film darko. donnie darko i have not seen the film what about donnie s darko, darko the sequel to donnie darko i did not know there was a sequel to donnie darko want to talk about it should i what, what do i do i have to full no, that's it. that's the entire website <laughs> <laughs> how do i okay hang on yeah. maybe if i do this this is like a fun thing for the viewers who are on their computers <laughs> to check out is have yeah. you ever seen donnie darko.com and for listeners who are uh driving mm-hmm. this is an infuriating yeah this isn't good for anybody it's what i call a later laugh this is interactivity yeah. Yeah. at the later level. Do it sure. later. It's fun. Look like it Hector even has the screen turned away from me, so I can't even see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, you, you made absolutely no effort to share no. that with Keller at all. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, there so, have you ever uh, seen Donnie Darko? Only two people of this podcast. That's it. That's the whole episode. Want to talk about it? Like <laughs> uh, Should I pencil you in now, Ben, for Donnie Darko? You want Donnie Darko in 10 years? Oh, yeah, I'm in. in eight years? In 20 When we are definitely not here because the planet has 100% collapsed. Okay. All right, man. Um, You're getting... This is an official I'm betting on the apocalypse by committing to the Donnie Darko episode of the show. What number is Donnie Darko? 53. It's the 53rd greatest film ever made in the history of Okay, second to last year. Second to last year. Yeah. It will be, yes. Okay, okay. So you could still come back on and talk about Fight Club if you wanted to. (laughs) Wow, Come and See is on here. You're going to... That's a very disturbing movie. I'm pumped about it. We've I don't know what that is. We've seen that movie be... is a movie that I've never heard of, and oh it is God. in the top 100 films mm-hmm. of all time. It deserves to be there. It deserves to be there. Okay. It does? Yeah. Okay. I okay. just love that I'm, like, the number two best movie of all time on this list is, is what, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Raiders. Yes. And the number 67 best film of all time is Tokyo Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is mm-hmm. arguably the number one greatest film We watched Ikiru... In our first oh. year, yes. Which so means Akira it's in is the like bottom, bottom 50. of the bottom, bottom 50 of the of five hundred. Oh, yeah, because we do fifty sure, a year. Sure. Well, again, it's it's not Powell to knock and Pressburger hanging out at the bottom one hundred. <laughs> not to knock the the fan base of this magazine and the majority of the people who wrote in, but who were the majority of the people that wrote in? Film dudes, most likely white, most likely straight. Probably a lot from the UK, probably mm-hmm. a lot from the United States. Mm-hmm. They were writing in because they're fans of f- movies, There's and they're in their twenties or thirties. And I would, yeah, expect. I love that yeah. Spirit of the Beehive is on here at all, though. That's another very underseen movie. Mm. I, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm less upset looking at all these movies together than I am actually very excited just seeing 
the full breadth of what yeah. can uh, affect people and reach people. Because these are just seeing when Harry met Sally right next to Return of the Jedi, right next to Once Upon a Time in America, right next to Spirit of the Beehive, is bonkers. Yeah, uh, Magnolia. And then Magnolia, one of, one right of my after. favorite movies. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that's uh, we were talking earlier about my favorite movie, and I said I have like ten. Harry met that's Sally and then Magnolia. <laughs> there's yeah. more. I feel like there's more in common there though than a lot of these. Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. That's a fun movie. Bob Dylan's in that one. Wow. Sam Peckinpah. Yeah. What number is that? I wonder how many Peckinpah One twenty-six. At least that in the wild bunch. Do you want me to find out how many Peckinpah movies have we got? You don't have to. Okay. Is the getaway oh, on there probably too? Probably a lot of Peckinpah. Yeah. Fitzcarraldo. Peckinpah. Wow. That's a trip. I so, bet the listeners are loving me just saying the yeah. name. We haven't even <laughs> said the name of the podcast yet. I feel like you should start the podcast here. Okay, you got it. Hey, everybody. Okay. Welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch, feeling a little under the weather. <laughs> So say hi, Keller. Hi. Uh, thank you for doing the podcast tonight, bud. Hey, sure thing, man. Um, we, I live here. It's fine. I, I, yeah, that's true. It was just knocking on your we bedroom door. We are feet from my bed. Yeah. Uh, but our guest tonight is an insanely talented writer, director, I'm pro- this. producer. Keep going. Yeah. Probably, I've, I've yes. Definitely produced. Definitely produced oh, stuff. Yeah. Number one Space Jam fan. Yeah. Number one fan of actual real good movies as well. Like like you just heard him. Uh, excuse to, me? You know, we'll also include Space Pardon? Jam in that too. But, uh, <laughs> but, but number one fan of popular movies along with really amazing Wonderful movies. You're a true blue movie fan, and I was so excited to be able to get you on the podcast tonight. Mr. Ben Meckler is here, everybody. Hello, folks. I'm happy to be here. Ben Meckler. And uh, and Ben, I, I Host want- Host Immortal Podcast. That's right. Yes. Let's plug that, first of all. You yeah, just yeah. recently started a podcast about characters from the Mortal Kombat universe. Yes. It's Tell a, us it, about it. it. It's called it's called Mortal Podcast, <laughs> and uh, every episode is me walking uh, a, a friend of mine mm-hmm. through the entirety of the uh, now 27-year-long lore of the Mortal Kombat series, which has been unbroken throughout its entire 11-game history. 11-plus, there's been really? and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's been no reboots. Uh, the reboot is a reboot in the Star Trek sense, mm. in that the timeline restarts at a certain point, but with some knowledge of the events of the first timeline affecting the path that the story takes in the second timeline. Who's and the Spock Prime of, the, of that story? Oh, Raiden. Oh, right. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it that does. It does. Spot. Oh, yeah, that totally checks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, right and most recently, actually, the timelines were merged oh, only wow. two games after the reboot <laughs> occurred. Um, but yeah, every episode is uh, walking a friend of mine through the full breadth of the Mortal Kombat story from the perspective of a single Mortal Kombat character. So most recently, I had uh, my good friend, actor, writer, Mara Wilson on the show mm-hmm. to talk about Goro, mm-hmm. the four-armed half-dragon Shokan Prince. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you, don't Maro, have to, you don't have to explain who Goro is, but maybe phenomenal. in case people aren't familiar with Mara's work, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I assume the Mortal Kombat film films are mm-hmm. uh, on the list of the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Great. saw those in the top ten, right? Yeah, Surprisingly, yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat oh, Annihilation... Seven, eight, nine. Ranked higher than the original Mortal Kombat, surprisingly. Deeply yeah, disturbing. Yeah. Deeply yeah, yeah, yeah. disturbing. Never yeah. seen either. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. We sh- I wa- Don't I've been, I've been meaning. Okay. I've been. I've been wanting to like rewatch them, like legitimately. Uh, the Mortal Kombat yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think I've ever seen Annihilation. Bad? Are they I think, good? I think the they're first bad. Mortal. Com- no, the first Mortal Kombat's really good. The thing that, uh, the especially Mortal- especially because Keller had only seen Enter the Dragon for the first time. Because of this podcast. So yes. we saw oh, Enter the Dragon. Good movie. So I, the reason I like yeah. Mortal Kombat as a kid is because I'm like, this is like Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Tiger Hidden Dragon because of this podcast. <laughs> That's the true. Dragon movies I right. hadn't seen before I started this yeah. podcast. Have you seen Dragon Slayer yet? Not yet. Tight mm. movie. I've seen Dragonheart. Great Dragon. Had to train Dragonheart. Had to train your Dragon covered. We got yeah, all Had to train your Dragonheart. Didn't make it on the list. No. Well, I will say that the first Mortal Kombat movie is. It feels like it is more or less a remake of Enter the Dragon, but with mm-hmm. magic and monsters. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a good sell, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. In. I'm in. Uh, the thing that holds it back from That's being good the is way that to the, do the visual it. effects are are horrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. just some of the absolute worst in the history of movies. But otherwise, it's cool. But otherwise, it's super cool. Yeah, okay. great performances, super fun. Like when they do practical effects, it looks really good. The sets are really cool. What's the most recent Mortal Kombat? project wasn't it the tv show the web series is that yeah, the, most it was the recent, web like, series they did around the time that mortal kombat 9 i think and came how, out. how was that web series bad or good i didn't i watched the short that the mm-hmm. director used to sell the web series and i never mm-hmm. watched the actual web series do you think that they should do that again do you think hollywood should try mortal kombat again there's a movie coming out in 2021 what shooting oh, in shit. australia yeah. what yeah who's in it 
they haven't announced it yet. It's a commercial director. James Wan is producing it. It's oh. the biggest movie to ever. It's a yeah. I think it's the biggest movie to ever film in Adelaide. Um, Whoa. And it's coming out in twenty twenty one. And they did not ask me to write it, and I'm pretty <laughs> upset. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what this podcast is all about, right? Wow. Your podcast. Yes. Mortal, Mortal podcast. Did, did, by the second episode, I was pitching okay, myself <laughs> to do yeah. a Sub Zero okay. movie. Well, yeah. you start with one Ooh. thing, and it becomes another. Yeah. It'll probably be rated R, right? James Wan's producing it. It yes. has to right? be rated yeah. R. It has to be. You can't do buckets. Well, the other no, two Mortal Kombat movies are PG-13s. That's true. Yeah, but now it has to be rated R. I think. It I does. think so. It does. The I people. Think so. listen, now they know they can. You know, we're grownups, and we. Need our movies to be rated R. <laughs> yeah, I need someone's. If it's not, then you're making fun of me. That's right. <laughs> Deadpool's gotta be R. Then Wolverine's em- gotta be R. And I'm embarrassed if it's not. I'm embarrassed. Exactly. Guys, Ugh. how are my levels? I feel like I'm all over the place. You're fine. You're good. It's fine. We don't care. It's we don't fine. care. You're fucking crushing it. Do people listen to this? No. You guys are acting like nobody listens to the show. <laughs> nobody we listens have, to the show. We have. We actually have a wonderful group of some pretty diehard listeners. Uh, our episodes get hundreds of listens. Hundreds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe They're maybe a thousand in. or more. Can we? Know. Yeah. Can we talk numbers? I don't know what's re- what's like know, to man. expect. I get like I get like three four hundred thousand people an episode. Is that like about normal? Oh my oh, god! My goodness gracious! Is that, are you okay. Is oh, that, oh uh, that's uh, amazing. Is that for like ever? No, I get like a yes. hundred. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's we get nothing. Let's yeah. look at our statistics. No, I get, I get, let's I look get, at our statistics. I get four to five hundred an episode. Yeah, to, like same. the first few days, and that's then about where kinda, we're at. That's exactly the same right there. Mm-hmm. Right there. And we've been going in. a year. You should cut this part out. But <laughs> no, we're yeah. going to leave it all. It's just in. us looking at the statistics on, on, on okay. Podbean. That's what we're doing. It's just look at Podbean is a I truly dislike that name. No offense to the company. Sounds dirty. I use Libsyn, which also sounds yeah. dirty. Do both they just those. all sound like both something those, you would do to a clitoris? Like, is that yes. just what? <laughs> I was about to the say, whole it sounds yeah. like <laughs> a piece of the female anatomy close yeah. to the clitoris. Yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I should probably know what that mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it flick does. the pod bean. It's right <laughs> below the Libsyn. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how, and that's yeah. how you can... Uh, Help women achieve orgasm. That's right. Um, it's cool that you guys have a sex positive movie. Podcast. Super, of course. That's what this is. Sex positive. That's why we're here. Yeah, yeah. That's the way we talk about every single movie, and it's why we disliked in the company of men. It's exactly. The main, Not the a main sex it really cannot be stated movie. enough yeah. how how fucking shitty that garbage movie is. <laughs> Thank you for but reiterating. I'm, a, I'm very much not a Neil LeBute force. <laughs> good. Shit. We call Neil LeButt. That's what we call him. Good. Honestly, yeah. good. The only good thing he ever did was with The Wicker Man and it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Ben, before we dive in, yeah. give us and your overall kind of just like flipping through the list and, and, and you said you were familiar with it. Give us your overall thoughts. Just a quick little mini Ben Meckler review of the 500 greatest movies of all time list as published by Empire Magazine in 2008. Cool. What do you think? Yeah, let's go one movie at a time. All <laughs> no, right. no, no, so no, no. Starting no, no. at I 500. Mm. Did o- you want... Ocean's 11. <laughs> starting with Ocean's... Was it 500? Ocean's 11? 500 yeah. was Ocean's 11. The remake. What's, what's crazy is I'd rank that higher. Me, Me too. too. <laughs> we, so we all agree. Because 499 was Saw, and it's, I think Ocean's 11 is better than Saw. I think so, too. Ooh. Well, You have to agree little... with that. You're allowed to, you're allowed to make <laughs> me upset and say the other thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Uh, I Here's a... All right. This is a good list. This Look... It's a it's a fucking mess. Yeah. Thank all right, you. it's all over the place. But they demo- the Lords of Dogtown is <laughs> four seventeen. Yes, yes. The Lords of Dogtown. Yes, is, Ben. You Lords started. You started ranked. to say a thought about how you felt about this list. You're like, I was going to say. Is, you said this is a good this, list. I was going to say this list is okay. I was going to say you know what? What's this list has great movies on it. Yes, and this list has. Good movies on it. Mm-hmm. Then you can and it's thawed. and it's fantastic mm-hmm. that uh, you know it really just it, it shows the spectrum of what cinema can be as an art form mm-hmm. and how unique it is. And then I I saw that Lords of Dogtown was four seventeen, <laughs> and I'm actually quitting this business. I'm done. Yeah. What's yeah. the point of making movies if someone's just going to put Lords of Dogtown at four seventeen? No offense Somebody, to the many many no, people who worked extremely many, hard many to make people. the film Lords of Dogtown, but I think they would agree it's not the four hundred seventeenth best film. Of all time. They all think that movie's better than Akiru. They all think that movie's better than Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. They yeah. all think that movie's better than the movie we watched today. Mm-hmm. They all think that movie's better than the original Ben Hur. They all think that's where we're at. Shit. It's a fascinating Lords list, of you guys. Dogtown is better than Ocean's Eleven. This list should have been the indication. The Great Silence is on here. This is kind of some of the movies that snuck onto this list are, are yeah. astounding to me. Like the movie we're talking about today, I, I genuinely. 
am amazed that it appeared on this list. Yeah. Considering it's mostly voted on by movie fans because it's very much not a popular, like it's a cult movie. It's very obscure. Love to see the long goodbye on here. I love one of my favorite movies of all time. An ad for One Tree Hill season five box set. Mm -hmm, I forgot mm -hmm. that that, that's how old Oh, you know I picked that up once we started this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, where's One Tree Hill on this list? (laughs) TV shows is uh, in 10 years time, Keller and I are going to tackle the... 100, 100 best TV shows, I think, yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. And you said you said that this list was made in 2008? Yeah. Correct. This magazine you're holding is 11 years old. I love that because there's so many movies on here that are completely forgotten now and definitely yeah. felt way more important mm-hmm. in, 2008. in 2008. Oh, Keller and I have had, have had multiple myriad discussions with our guests about if this list were to come out today, if they were to update it, would this movie make the cut? And there's a bunch it wouldn't because there's a bunch of yeah, great Russian movies. Russian Ark would not be on this list. There's a bunch of great no movies that have, about Russian that, that have come out in the past 10 years. There's nothing in here beyond 2008. What What is the first movie that comes to mind when you think about uh, a movie between 2008 and now that would belong on this list? Uh, I think of Avatar, for better or for worse. It came out in 2009. And I'm like, that movie would be on the list of the 500 greatest yeah, movies of all time. It would be, but what belongs on Mad I was Max kind Fury of, Road I was hoping for something more surprising. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know what's yeah. funny is whenever I think of Avatar, I think of District 9. I'm like, that's a sci-fi movie I really sure. love that I think would go on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, Midnight yeah. Run. I'd love to see Midnight Run on here. Mad Max Fury Road, like you said, Keller yeah. would go on there for sure. I would like to see, in terms of like sleeper movies that would, would, would get on mm-hmm. here, I would love to see... Um, uh, I would love to see Inherent Vice pop up on mm-hmm. here, uh, which yeah. is a contra- A lot of people really, really don't like it. Mm-hmm. I love I that movie. I haven't seen it. Uh, I'd love to see uh, the movie I saw, my favorite movie last year, which is one of the best movies I've seen in, in many, many, many years, uh, Long Day's Journey Into Night. Ooh. I would love to see that on here. It's not a sleeper, but I'm sure Get Out would be on there. And I would, yeah, would like, definitely. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's great. Yeah. 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 There's a bunch of great stuff. The past 10 years have been really interesting, really cool in movies. And but in then of, the movies like... If this movie was made, if this the, list or the, if this list was made the year Birdman came out, mm-hmm. that would be on the list. Sure, I love sure. that there's just like ten pages about Roger Rabbit yeah, in the middle of, of this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. do, do they cool. do that for any other movies? Or is it just Akira a got a decent little spread. Yeah, uh, a few putting the black get a cat spread. at two fifty seven on this list is insane. What's the black cat? That it's is. it's a Bela Lugosi Boris Karloff movie. Cool. I understand that. I love the black cat, mm-hmm. and it's a good movie. It's a very weird movie. It's wow. The best is, part of doing this podcast, and I mentioned hurting this, people's brains. Yeah, <laughs> I mentioned yeah. this as we started this movie tonight. Um, was that uh, I pitched it to Keller uh, two years ago, and we finally got around to it a year after that. But wow. um, but it's just a way to like discover because yeah, it's fun to go back and talk about. Oh, let's watch Back to the Future Part Two again. Oh, okay, cool. It's very Trumpy. Oh, okay, cool, great. But it's cool to discover things we never heard of. You know, and to mm-hmm. and to really force ourselves to watch at least one movie a week, and then to find the person who loves that movie or hates that movie, or, hates or that movie. oftentimes is also going on the journey with us and has never seen it, and it's like that's cool too. So it's yeah. been it's been great, man. And I'll never be mad at the time wasted, you know, going yeah. through these movies because I'm like because I get to discover new stuff. You know, I get to I get to see things that have been classics that I haven't gotten around to seeing, like The Deer Hunter or um, Akiru, like you mentioned. Or, or Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, which I had seen, but Keller had never seen. I've never so. seen it. It's and cool, I, man. Turns out I love that movie. I actually movie. just yeah. rewatched that movie for the first time since probably 2000 when it came out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a phenomenal movie. It's yeah, pretty rad. It's incredible. It's, it's so pretty good. great. Uh, so we got two traditions on this show, Ben. Great. The first one is that Keller's going to tell us what movie we're talking about tonight in a stuffy British accent because okay. that's Empire Magazine. And the second tradition. Do you have any British listeners? Probably, they're probably across the pond, and I'm so, yeah. so sorry. We apologize to them profusely. We have yet to have a Brit on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We've had we a, will we've, not we've, do that. We've had a few Aussies, yeah. and they've told us we had bad British accents, but I don't believe them. Um, I feel like Keller has a great British accent. We did the episode of Atonement with mm-hmm. our friend Maud Garrett. She came back to watch oh, the movie Atonement. Great movie. Did I've never, never seen it. And we did the entire hour in terrible British accents, and it was awesome. That was 2007, that movie, right? Yeah. What yeah. an incredible right. year for movies. Yeah, really it's good. Insane. There Will Be Blood, No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Both are Ratatouille, Juno. Transformers, uh, the first. Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Transformers, I'm not there. the first. Spider-Man 3. Spider- I Pirates of the like Caribbean, At World's End. I also like Pirates of the Caribbean, Shrek the Third. I draw a line at Shrek it was the a Third. Cr- <laughs> okay, good. we can say that it was a good. crazy movie. <laughs> <laughs> year for movies. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to say Shrek 3 is a crazy movie and then ben, you're going to go on like a whole speech, but that's not where the... Ben, we have to mention the, Shrek. 
because we mention Shrek yeah, almost yeah. Every, every episode. episode. Give us your quick Shrek franchise ranking. How do you and go? Don't leave out Puss in Boots. Well, understand that Shrek is really important to me. I recently worked at DreamWorks, and for the one year anniversary of me working there, mm-hmm. I got a little trophy of Shrek that said <gasps> one year, and he's holding up one finger. I should have brought it with me. I didn't realize oh. this was a component of the show. Um, it's treasured in my home. I also uh, have a truly horrifying Shrek shirt that I bought mm. um, from China. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, it, it does not fit me. It's the shape of like, if you put a, a trash bag over your torso and then tried to fit your arms into socks made for a child, it's a long sleeve shirt. It's got a giant Shrek face on it. I wore it to work once. Everyone was real upset. Um, sorry about that. So Shrek ranking all that to say, I would rank them one, two, three, four. <laughs> what? Yeah. Did you just put Shrek the Third over Shrek Forever After, Ben? To be fair, I've only seen Shrek Forever After <sighs> in Spanish on a tiny TV on, uh, in the corner of a Mexican restaurant Man. that I stopped at I tell you on what, the way home from I, uh, Utah. If I had a nickel, Ben, for every time I ran into a supposed Shrek fan who'd never seen Shrek Forever After the way it was intended to be seen. What would you say oh, about Shrek Forever After really rises it above the quality of Shrek the Third? They took uh, time off to make the movie. Whereas Shrek the Third, they made at the same time as Shrek Two. Like they, they really? like they made it basically the same because Shrek Two like came Matrix out in, style. They, yeah. they were like we got to do these back to back, and they absolutely put more work into the story development for Shrek Two, which I thought had like really great story yeah, Shrek ideas. Pretty good. They um, got that I need a hero montage. Yep, it's like really great exciting villain. at the end, and obviously Puss in Boots iconic character. Yep, Fairy Godmother, great yeah, Puss yeah, in yeah. Boots introduced in that one. This and is already a full hour of the podcast of Shrek. Shrek the Third is um, it just has Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Eric Idle, yeah. like it's it becomes like the it becomes the uh, it becomes the thing that animated movies are are knocked for, which is the sort of celebrity voice Stunt casting. Well, Shrek Stunt started casting. that way, though. To be fair, it did, but I will the still core de- Shrek uh, ensemble. That's true, but I'll defend the the thing that Mike Myers did, where he re-recorded it because he was doing a regular voice. Mm. He was taking over for Chris Farley, and yeah. then he was like, "Actually, can I do my Scottish character?" And then they let him re-record those. So anytime, yeah, like, can I do Fat Bastard? But yeah, it's Shrek now the whole time. Have you guys watched can the I- Spy Who Shagged Me recently? <laughs> Uh, no. no, Keller's never seen. I've never seen any the of Austin the Powers. Austin Powers movies. Oh wow! Yeah. I know. Keller, we should become friends sooner because last year I had my birthday party at an Austin Powers bar in Glendale. What? Yeah, yeah. and this year I'm not having my birthday party okay. there, but it's still going to be Austin Powers themed. I'm just going to keep that. <laughs> <coming for laughs> um, but anyway, Shrek Forever After is great because they, I think that they took a lot of care into the story. It's it's a wonderful life. It's Shrek having to convince Fiona you in just an alternate said that universe. They put a lot of care into the story. Yeah, and then you named the movie that they that just they, pulled the entire. Story yes. from. But they made it, it was great they work it. for, yeah. And it like makes perfect sense for Shrek. Okay. It, all the characters had like, it was all, there were, it was all highlights for the characters because Donkey got to do cool new stuff. Puss in Boots got to do cool new stuff. Fiona got to, while still being an installment for the further development of Shrek as a character. And people sleep on that movie, man. And they really shouldn't because it's damn funny. And what's really cool, here's a fun fact. The guy who wrote the Shrek book, what's his name? Uh, Michael Doug. Shrek. Nope. Uh, his, um... His uh, son was a flute, Jimmy Shrek. flute player, and yep. his and his flute is famous for being sampled by the Beastie Boys. This is a wildly unpredictable story. I have yes. absolutely no idea where this is so going. So they, at one point in, in Shrek Forever <laughs> After, the Pied Piper is a character, and they got that flute player, who was the son of the guy who wrote the Shrek oh, children's really? book, to, do to come Pied in Piper? and do the Pied That's Piper. Now, are you pitching this as a, as a quality that makes Shrek Forever After a, a better movie yes. than other movies? Yes. Is the fact that they brought Stunt the son of the writer right. of the original. That's right. Understood. No, but I, I think that that's, that's You just thought they showed more respect to the exactly. integrity of Shrek. Exactly. Which sounds dumb to say, but this is coming off of, again, Justin Timberlake's in the third one. Eric's Idol is in the third one. Like, in this one, they have kids. Sorry, it's who? like Eric's, Eric's Idols. <laughs> Eric's Idols? One. Eric Shrek brought every third. single one of his idols. Yeah. <laughs> All of his idols. Uh, but uh, you should go back and watch it because it's real good. Okay. If you call yourself a Shrek fan. <laughs> I, uh, I absolutely would. <laughs> Um, did you know that one of the most fun things to do with a human mouth is say the word donkey with a Shrek accent? Donkey. Try it. <laughs> do it. Donkey. That's no, really isn't fun. that good. Really? Get. I'm All sorry. Right, I didn't mean to like roast ahead. you on your own podcast. Go ahead. Give us yours. Give us yours. Donkey. Oh, that's pretty good. I've been practicing. Don't, I like that. Yeah. It's on my to-do list. I like that. Yeah. Um, layers. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All gutters that's have layers. Donkey. 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 
You don't suppose he's compensating for something? <laughs> oh, that was pretty it's good. It's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. You just needed the right line. Thank you. That's right. right. I just needed That's that right. line. Yeah. Keller, hit us with that first tradition. What movie are we talking about tonight? 431 <laughs> Electra Glide in Blue, 1973. Director James William Guercio. <laughs> <laughs> the other great bike movie alongside Easy Rider. The other This one. <laughs> mini epic of counterculture Arizona cops on a murder investigation is gradually accumulating the reputation it deserves. Hmm. That's nice. I like how that little blurb acknowledged that it is a cult movie, mm-hmm. that it is, uh, I, I think it was a sly way for them to pay respect while also saying like, we're surprised it made it on this list too. Yeah. Um, I had a brief yeah. flash in my mind as you started reading that of you just saying, number 431, Electra. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would have been cut. phenomenal. <laughs> that, that, that is what yeah, it is. Electra That's the movie the we list. watched. Oh, Jennifer, wait, what should we have watched? Jennifer Garner slays in her, in her second outing as the Marvel assassin. I don't know. Whatever. That's I great. saw that movie in theaters, and I do not remember a frame. Mm, same. I don't there was a guy who had tattoos. Any of it. Yeah, there's a tattoo. There was man. a guy who had tattoos. Who, who his like, chest wolf his ta- tattoo his becomes tattoos a real wolf. Beca- became a thing. Yeah. That is crazy that that was even a spinoff movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the movie Daredevil, Daredevil came out, and they were like, fans are clamoring for Elektra, which is funny because it felt like at that time, any movie, mm-hmm. any movie that came out that had a strong. Uh, like female supporting character in a major franchise. Mm-hmm. The next like week, they were like, "They're doing a spinoff. They're doing a spinoff." Mm-hmm. Like, die another it, day, die another day. They were jinx. like, "We're doing a Jinx movie," yep. and they did it with Electra, and it was such. It felt like a perfunctory thing. They were like, "Well, we have to." Yeah. Well, we have to keep the rights of Daredevil. Yeah. That's what it, Catwoman it came out around the same time. Such a bummer, man. Catwoman, but that yeah. it happened because things they had actually written a Catwoman script after mm-hmm. Batman Returns came out. I think mm-hmm. Daniel Waters did, and then it just I've never seen any of those movies. I know there was a Jinx movie. There was well, there's not. not. Oh, there wasn't. Okay. No. A lot of these didn't get made because okay, they okay, would okay, feature okay, okay. female characters, so they did not get made. Yeah. Okay. Red um, Sonia. Well, that did get made, but then they were going to do a oh. spinoff of the Conan the Barbarian. Did it get out. made? Did it was was it released? Red no. Sonia. No. No. Well, there was one in the like '80s. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was going to be one shortly after the last Conan the Barbarian mm-hmm. movie, and then that didn't happen. Then there was going to be like a not spinoff, but a Red Sonia movie, and Brian Singer was going to direct it. Boo. Mm. And boo. hey, you uh, do the thing we do. Oh yeah, yeah. We, Boo we, Brian Singer. We, by the way, uh, Robert Blake. Boo, 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 right, boo. boo, Robert Blake. Yeah, definitely hey, murdered Robert his wife. Blake Allegedly, <laughs> boo. Oh my God. No. Yeah. I want everybody to tell me how their dinner was. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. But Ben, finish your point. You were talking about how uh, I have no, idea no where I started. female character movies were made. No, that was my point. That was it. And just then Brian Singer was going to do it. Electra's an odd. Yeah. Well, he was going to do Red Sonja. I think. I think that's not happening anymore. But the guy who runs Millennium Films is like a notoriously a huge piece of shit, and he's yeah. producing. The Red Sonja movie, so he was like, I want to hire Brian Singer. Yeah. He just, his movie just uh, won Academy Awards. It would and just, everyone was just, like, dude, don't. And he yeah. was like, I'm gonna. Yeah. Cool. So, have fun, dude. Fucking boo. chuck your money into a volcano. Ugh. But Red Sonja would be cool if that was a movie. But like a good Conan movie it's and a good a Red movie. Sonja there movie. is a Red yeah. Sonja movie. But like a new one. Yeah. Could be yeah. really cool. Yeah. If it, if they did it good. <laughs> I don't even know anything about any of it. Red Sonja is like female Conan. Okay. Girl Conan. Yeah. Girl Conan. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. That's absolutely what the original pitch was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And surprisingly, for the world of Conan, she is pretty progressive for a character, even though she's still in a chainmail bikini. In the same way that, like, yeah, Conan is is not, like, his world is not super progressive or, like, it's pretty racist and he's pretty sexist. But the whole time. Yeah, and he's, like, a buff naked guy. Anyway. It's a hell of a butt. Yeah. Hell of a butt. <laughs> Um, uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's horrifically racist and sexist, mm-hmm. but, but in, in terms of horrifically racist and sexist things, Red Sonja is pretty progressive, pretty progressive. within, okay. the, within okay. that world. He does wear just a loincloth. He's about yeah. as clothed as she is. Correct. It's about as much as you could get away for, yeah. for, uh, that, for that gender. Objectifies women. Yeah. Correct. 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 Um, but that's why it's cool when Red Sonja shows up in a Conan thing. Because they cross over because you're like, oh, cool. Uh, there's not going to be a female character that's just going to be disrespected or whatever. Like, because here's Red Sonja and that's cool. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Electric Glide in Blue real quick. I'd love okay. to. Okay. Uh, ben. You've seen this movie six times. Was this your seventh time? I don't I haven't really been counting. It's, yeah. it's, it's at least four or five times. Damn. I can mm-hmm. remember that many. But and you yeah. picked this movie. I sent you a list of stuff and you picked it. 
Yeah. You loved it. Keller yeah. and I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, was there anything new or how do you feel about it tonight after having re-seen it now for like the fourth, fifth time or whatever? So I, I'd seen it a couple years ago in a theater. And mm. I think that was the most, because it's a movie, I think that's <laughs> the most I ever like really digested it. Because there's a, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot going on. Electric Light and Blue is... Um, I kind of file them away in my head as everything movies. It's a movie where like there's mm-hmm. very funny scenes. There are just heartbreaking scenes. There's great music. There's an action scene. There's really just strong drama where you're, you're tense. There's a thriller element. There's a mystery element. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of has everything going on in it. So it, it's, it's like a, a lot to process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has a lot to say, but it's not incredible. It's not very, um, on the nose about any of it. You mm-hmm. don't really know where it stands politically. It, it's kind of a very matter of fact movie. Um, and so I think the last time I saw it in a theater was the time that I like really, really soaked every mm-hmm. detail in mm-hmm. because of the viewing experience that said, um, two observations I had watching it, having seen it many times now, uh, tonight with you guys, um, one that I'm, I'm very, very, very tired. I did not sleep much last night, <laughs> I and know, I was thanks, like, man. "Oh, I'm going to be watching Electric Light and Blue, and you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll like zonk out for a second. I've mm-hmm. seen it a bunch of times, or like, maybe I'll just like be on my phone if I'm having trouble focusing or something." I couldn't look away. I've seen it so many times, I mm-hmm. couldn't look away. It's just such a magnetic movie, and and the performances and the direction, the cinematography, and just everything, um, is so watchable. The other thing is. I think the more time passes, the more I grow up as an adult man, and also the more our um, culture looks critically at masculinity at large, uh, I I find this movie has more and more to say, Mm -hmm. um, both intentionally and I think just by virtue of the fact that it was made by men about toxic masculinity, about American culture when it comes to manhood and masculinity. Mm -hmm. Um, It's played for humor. It's played for horror in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's played to great tragedy. There's just really great themes about men being very closed off and loneliness being the great killer, um, both in the sense of it, like killing people's hearts and in the sense of it driving people to actually commit violence and kill each other. Um, it's just such a phenomenal movie. I'm really happy it was on this list and I'm really happy I got to share it with people who hadn't yeah. seen it before. I'm really glad that you guys seem to have enjoyed it. It was really enjoyable. It was, it was really enjoyable. At no point was I like, uh, well, I think I think at some point in the movie, I did decide myself. I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever see this movie again. I don't know if it's something I'll buy, like seek out, buy, own, and like share with people over and over again. But I will absolutely remember so many moments from it. I think it's a great movie, and I'm really happy that I watch it. And the whole time, it was enjoyable. At no point was I like, oh, this isn't really working. Or and it's crazy because, mm-hmm. like you said, there's so much. There's so many different tones in it. There's so many different like. Not, I don't want to say genres, but like like you're saying, comedy to drama. I would say overall, it's a drama that I has. Think it would be fair to say that yeah. the genre shift. I mean, it's a, yeah. it is a drama, but it's a dark comedy for yes. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is a mystery film. You're tracking mm-hmm. mystery from the very first scene, mm-hmm. and it is a thriller in that your dangerous things happen often, and you can't mm-hmm. really. Um, yeah, it's like yeah, it's hard it was to, hard sh- to, yeah. shocking, fairly yeah. unpredictable. Like the scene where he is talking to his cop buddy, who reveals that he took the money and bought this bike, and we and I was saying like this guy's like this guy's cuckoo, like he because he was so it really threw you for a loop because yeah, they don't show you that side of Zipper, right? Mm-hmm. And Zip and I was like, what's this guy's problem? Is he high? And you were like, well, he's definitely wasted. And then he's he's like crying and then laughing and then all of a sudden he like pulls a gun out and starts threatening uh, uh, the main character John and then he has to shoot him and it's this gnarly like seventies like oh yeah. it's, look at that look that at those a good effects that's a great it's a really, really good front yeah. back because I was like he, this dude is super dead mm-hmm. and it was still it fit within the movie at no point was I like that's jarring and doesn't work like yeah. it all that scene fucked you up I was really yeah. enjoying watching you watch that scene <laughs> I was like no it, it he came died. so out of nowhere like really. <laughs> Probably even more than the than the finale because the yeah. end, the way that that was going to where he let the guy go. But like I mentioned, the the one hippie was like, "We're cracked, man. He's we're cracked." I'm like, yeah. "Okay, now they're they actually up you to a little bit they, for that yeah." One. I'm like, they're, yeah. "They're up to bad stuff." So when the window went down, I was like, "Oh boy." There's I, like a growing sense of dread where you mm-hmm. almost can't believe it could really happen and because it, it, because it's uh, such a like a little like hey it was just a pullover he, the cop was nice to him and said hey I owe you one get out of here yeah. and, it, and he's such a good guy he's such a good character and, and you're you almost the out of this movie yes yeah, yeah. and you like, met the characters once before and so you harmless. thought you knew everything about them mm-hmm. yeah 
It was good. Just really good writing. Really, and so, you thought they just had a little moment. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, that's cool. Good. And now their stories are done. What a great story arc. But then he's like, hey, you forgot your license. I went, oh no, this is not going to end mm-hmm. well. But those are kind of my overall thoughts in the movie. Is like, I enjoyed it, and it's and and the whole time I was thinking, what a fucking bummer that Robert Blake, most likely, probably, probably for sure, killed his, his, wife, his wife. Had yeah. some, super murdered something wife. to do with murdering his wife. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. And it's a bummer because a woman lost her life. And it's also a bummer because I think he was good in this movie, and I think that he and his, like his <laughs> kids. Very good. Are in you this movie. just, just I'm curious? Upset. How 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 would you rank the level of bummer that those two? Level, honestly, I'm level? not going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm going to be thinking about that. I'm like, which is worse? <laughs> which is worse? <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, to clarify, the level of bummer that a woman died is level 100. Uh-huh. The level of bummer that Robert Blake was a was a great and very likable character in this movie is maybe like a 13 out mm-hmm. of 100. Like sure. that, it's somewhere in there. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck, he's man. given a lot of great performances, and his mm-hmm. performance in this in Electric Light and Blue is so peculiar. And you mentioned his last movie too, Magnetic, uh, the, uh, Lost Highway. You said Lost Highway. Yeah, he's David terrifying in that. He's really, really yeah. terrifying. Which I'm like curious, but I'm also like, like he, I don't know if I he's, watch he's, that. Like, he's like an here. actual like nightmare figure. Yeah, like he will haunt your dreams when you watch that. Movie. He was kind of delightful <laughs> in this. And I want to keep him delightful, but no. Well, he's, he's unrecognizable. Yeah. Okay, cool. okay. Yeah. It's probably closer to the personality to of a man who would, would murder <laughs> his wife to get out of an unhappy marriage. Keller, what are your overall thoughts on electric light and blue? Um, as we said before, I'm a little under the weather. <laughs> um, I did enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like when you. Conrad Hall. Conrad Hall. It turns out he is a prolific, amazing man who's done a shit ton of great stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Including Road to Perdition, where he set up a shot with Paul Newman and cried and wept. And they had to pause. This dude just cries all the time. At his own work. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) Everything's so beautiful. Sorry, Paul Newman's so old. Paul Newman's so old and beautiful. (laughs) That probably was a part of it, because they had worked together on Butch Mm -hmm. Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. So he was lending, he and Paul Newman were young men together, and he was lending him in that movie. And then I'm sure by the time they got to Road to Perdition, and he was- They're old men. That is- Gorgeous movie. The light is very painterly. Uh huh. <laughs> is that the theme from Road to Perdition? No, it's from Butch, Butch Cassidy. Yeah. That's what I thought. I'm like, I don't remember anything from Road to Perdition. Oh, I got to rewatch that. Rack. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Also yeah. a big part of Austin Powers, which we were talking about. Um, yeah. What? Yeah, Burt Bacharach. He has a cameo in Austin it's Powers. What? Yeah. What the world like it? Like he just performs entire now. song. On <laughs> like, That's amazing. Like Mike Myers points to the camera and goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach." Like yeah, that no happens joke. in the, the movie. It's this is awesome. this is great to explain to somebody who's never seen Austin Powers. <laughs> in the middle of the movie, Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. Austin is feeling pretty sad. Wait, mm-hmm. who's Austin Powers? <laughs> Austin okay. Powers is the main character of the film Austin Powers. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay, he was okay. an international man of mystery mm-hmm. in the swinging sixties. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and he was frozen oh, cryogenically. Huh? And then thawed in, in the, the year like 1997. Correct. Um, and, like Walt uh, Disney, yes. And so at a point in the film when he's feeling quite lonely, mm-hmm. he turns to the camera and speaks to we, the audience, and says, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach. And then Burt Bacharach just sits next to him on a piano and plays the entirety of what the world needs now. On a double-decker bus as they drive in Las Vegas at three in the morning. It's yeah. great. That's amazing. <laughs> it's unreal. You watch that movie, yeah. That's and they incredible. do try to do the same gag in the other two movies, and it's not as effective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they got uh, Elvis Costello. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, I like he's Elvis great. Costello. He's great. But he's no, he's no Burt Becker. Becker. Yeah, he's and no who did they Becker. get in the third one? Beyonce? Well, well, no, she, she was, was in it. Yeah, she's yeah. in it. Who was the... I believe she was another character who was rumored was going to get her own spinoff movie. Foxy Cleopatra, you're yeah. right. She's a lot of women. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who the music act is in yeah. the third one. When I was rewatching the films for the Austin Powers party last probably year, I think or something. Gold Member. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Gold it's probably pink. Not great. Probably yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pete. Yeah. most excited Pete. Anyway, Keller, yeah, so wrap up your uh, Electric Hand Blue. What else? Uh, Cold Medicine. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good movie. I think it looks great. Mm-hmm. I think the performances are great. The guy who plays Willie was very good oh, yeah. also. Yeah. That was so, so sad yeah, at was. the end His when Willie, that was... monologue that he's given. He was yeah. really great. Yeah. I tear up every time, uh, every time Big John says, you matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, oh, man. What a nice character. What a nice guy. 
terrible yeah. man in real life. It's so weird because yeah. I don't know, like that whole movie, you don't know how you feel about that character, I about guess. About John? Yeah. Yeah. Because he is like, he toes the line, like he's mm-hmm. very much a straight shooter mm-hmm. and like kind of a dick. To a fault. To a mm-hmm. fault. He to doesn't, fault, he doesn't yeah. see, you know, yeah, there are several points in the movie where you think this is a scene where a cop would let someone off with a warning, but mm-hmm. to him, the law is the law. It's all black and white. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. Yeah. There's something. And he's got a little bit of little man syndrome or whatever. Totally. And that's obviously part of the movie. Like that first, when you first see his face and it's just going over all the cops and then you just see the top of his helmet and mm-hmm. it pans down. Yeah. It's funny because so much of his drive must come from the fact that he's a small person, yeah. that he, he wants to feel like a big person. He wants to be a detective. He wants to be like the kind of small a cop man? in the Let's way that he imagines mm-hmm. uh, a police officer to be this sort of like beacon of masculinity. And. At the same time, he leans into his stature. Like he, at the beginning, he's flirting with the girl uh, enti- that he just slept with. Mm-hmm. So he'd mm-hmm. already sealed the deal. But, um, you know, by joking with her about his height. Uh, and mm-hmm. then later on, he flirts with a couple of girls by saying that he's really short. But with this, such confidence and same, charm. The same height yeah. as some famous actor. Yeah, and I, like, I wish I could remember who it was. Um, and he has that great moment where he's like, what are you getting? Because they're ordering ice cream from an ice cream and truck. And he turns around and, and looks up at uh, them. Fudge something. And then they ask him, like, what about oh, no, you? He says, he says, I'll get a, it's, I think it's a chili cheeseburger. And he goes, and a cherry Coke. And, cherry and he Coke. does like a weird yeah. snap with his fingers. And then he looks, turns around and looks up at them. But like even, even before then, they, they he I asks, well, yeah, he goes, what are you going to get? And she says, fudge Sunday or whatever. What about you? And he goes, I lost my interest. And you're like, damn, that's a good line. Yeah. That oh, is a charming. Is. He doesn't want ice cream anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He just wants the ladies. ladies. Yeah. The ladies. Yeah. Yeah. He's very like adorable and it, charming. And, and it's in a way yeah. that's not like, yeah, it's, it's in a very, he's like giving them real attention and being very kind. It, yeah. He's mm-hmm. not being a creep. No. It, right. Which is yeah. even even with the 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 character in the beginning who like they had just slept together the night before and then they maybe hooked up again before she had to go to work or whatever whatever I was like is that his Three girlfriend in the morning. I'm like that's his girl because it felt very you know intimate. close and intimate it mm-hmm. wasn't just like a one night stand or like a yeah. like a very machismo depiction of that it still was very personal and intimate and fun and flirty and and cool and then he got up and kept working out and i'm like look at this look at this little guy look at him go it's such an interesting <laughs> i think it's you mentioned guy. rocky when we were watching that yeah, scene he had the, the two, two raw eggs. eggs yeah but more than even the two eggs it, it, it does remind me of the introduction of rocky mm-hmm. in rocky where just you kind of learn him. yeah mm-hmm. you learn everything you need to know about him watching him like walk around his apartment mm-hmm. you're like he's lonely he's got a fish he talks to his fish like he mm-hmm. has his diet and working out and um this did predate Rocky by two years. Yeah. 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 Uh, so definitely ripped it off. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. totally ripped off Rocky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Rocky ripped it off just like Shrek Forever After ripped off It's a Wonderful Rocky. Life. So Ben, sure. thank you for sharing, even though it's on the list and we were going to see it anyway, but thank you for coming and sharing your love of Electric Light and Blue with us. My favorite uh, thing to do. We now come to the point in the podcast where you are going to pick any movie in the world, sir. Okay. Any movie that you believe deserves to be on the list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Uh, here are some of the movies that we've had previous guests list before to give you an idea. They are all over the place. Yeah, read me, read awesome. me some of them. Read you some. Okay, Princess Mononoke. Is, he, is that The Animal with uh, Rob Schneider? Yep, that is correct. No, that is The Last Action Hero is what oh, you I read. See. Or The Fly or Disney's Robin Hood Which or fly? Arrival. The Vincent Fly. Price? 1986, the, okay. not the Vincent Price. No, the Jeff Goldblum. Both um, have their merits. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, Whale Rider, oh, Willow, so Night of the Hunter, Boy, Shin Godzilla, The Invitation, The Little Mermaid, the Wilder People, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, Night of the Hunter the is great. People. Is Night of the Hunter not on the... I it, think it th- is. It probably is, but this list okay. could also include movies that are on the original list. The point is, is that we're asking each of our guests, whichever movie you think deserves to be on there. So it could be a movie we saw tonight. It could okay. be a movie you saw when you were five years old. It could be a movie that's number one on the list. You could pick The Godfather if you wanted. I'll, I'll name a movie that I'm like very, very confident is not on the list okay. and that I'm that you fairly want confident either of you have seen and that, yes, I mm. really want people to know because it's a significant movie and it is one of my favorite movies and I feel... It, I, there, there's a lot of connective tissue with Electric Light and Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, so the movie is called Seven Beauties. Seven, seven beauties. beauties. Seven Beauties. For seven Brides? Uh, yeah. No. Yes. It's a musical <laughs> it about is... stealing women. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you have a guess, Hector, what Seven Beauties is? Uh, Seven Beauties is about... Um, 
Uh, it's like a gender bent Snow White. <laughs> well, it's I got, fun. I got it's a Holocaust movie. Um, wow, we're assholes. Ooh, no, 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 no. Uh, okay, so here's the thing about Seven Beauties and why. So, why I'll, the, I'll, I'll walk you through like why it's uh, when, connected for me to Electric Light and Blue. When did it come out? If, it if, also came out in the '70s. I believe it was actually also '73. Wow, it it could have been the '70s. It was either '71 or '73. Um, it is. A phenomenal movie. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. I saw it in an Italian cinema class in college and um, love it so much, actually, that my brother-in-law actually got me the press kit for my birthday this year. He, like, found one on eBay or something, which is funny because it is literally a folder with the logo printed on it and a sheet of paper that just, like, describes all the principal actors and stuff. But But you were like, I was excited to receive it. He also sent me a poster, which is cool for the movie. That's awesome. But um, it is... It is also a movie that is a dark, dark, dark comedy mm-hmm. about toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. It is set during the Holocaust. Um, it is uh, Giancarlo Giannini, who you might know from the more recent Bond movies. Um, is a great Italian actor. I love that picture of him that you just found on your computer with a little parrot biting his hat. He's this super macho guy uh, in Italy uh, around the time of World War II, and he has seven sisters, um, and he really sees himself as like the beacon of masculinity he walks around with a completely ridiculous swagger. He's got this hat. It is uh, comical to watch how seriously he takes himself um, and how he treats the women in his life. And he winds up, I don't want to spoil the whole movie, but the plot kind of kicks off uh, when he gets drafted into the army and deserts um, because he's a coward and winds up in a concentration camp where a woman SS officer who looks like everything uh, he would despise in a woman because of how toxically masculine he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he winds up having to be subservient to her to survive wow. um, in this concentration camp. And like I said, it's, it's a dark comedy and it has, you know, thrilling scenes as funny scenes as extremely upsetting scenes. There's musical numbers. Um, you know, it's people performing on a stage. It's not like people randomly yeah. bursting in a song. Wow. And it's a beautiful movie. Now here's the reason it is a completely insane that most people haven't heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first time a woman was nominated for best director at the Academy Awards. Whoa. Lena Wertmuller directed this movie. So it, it, an achievement enough that it, it is a foreign film that in the seventies, yeah. uh, was yeah. nominated for best director and, First it's time the a first woman time a woman is nominated. And it's a woman talking about toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yes. And it's a Holocaust movie. And the fact that it came out in seventy mid-70s, it was like 30 years after the war had it. That always blows my mind when, yeah. when we look at... Because I see, you know, Schindler's List comes out in the 90s, Saving Private Ryan in 1998. And for me, that is, in my childhood, so far removed that it's because all of that stuff happened way before we were born. So it mm-hmm. feels very remote. It feels historical to me, mm-hmm. but then something like this comes out and I'm like, yeah, the people that were watching this movie were alive when all of that stuff happened. You know what I mean? I like mean, there's dozens and dozens and dozens uh, and dozens of films from even, yeah. you know, during world war two yes. and, and months after about and, that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely is from the perspective of somebody who is much closer to it. And yeah. it's such a unique look at it it's not from the perspective of a jewish person Mm -hmm. it is not um from it's from the perspective of somebody who uh is stripped of everything that they consider their identity so there's definitely Mm -hmm. like yeah that's what a genocide is but it it, it, um it's just a phenomenal movie it's 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 crazy because the first time i saw it the regular list i'm looking at it has three movies that start with seven but not seven beauty seven samurais on the list seven brides for seven brothers insane the seven brides for seven brothers made the list but yeah yeah, (laughs) and of course the movie seven but um Uh just hearing the description i'm like i feel like seven beauties deserves to be on there over seven brides for seven brothers and seven brides for seven brothers was a lot of fun to watch sure still but i uh, love a musical i'm a big musical person yeah. but uh i gotta say yeah nope seven beauties is probably a more significant <laughs> and better movie uh, that's awesome i mean i really urge anyone who can watch it to find a way to see it i do think they recently restored it mm-hmm. and had a big re-release i actually got to see it in a theater a couple of years ago Wow. No one that I brought with me liked it as much as what? I did. It's a hard movie. It's it's really it's it's quirky and strange and harrowing and mm-hmm. very upsetting mm-hmm. and the performances are very broad and expressionistic mm. and uh cinematography goes from totally fantastical to very stark and real. Mm. Um 
it's an everything movie yeah. and uh it, it's a it's a really 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 great one yeah that's awesome and a great connective Dang. tissue to electric light and blue which is great yeah. um yeah that sounds yeah that sounds really awesome and i do love that actor from the recent bond movies where he's, he's now so an great. older guy and yeah. he's like this like sexy italian like uh, james i can help you do this thing whatever you know he's a sexy dude great he's a very sexy guy yeah, yeah I'm, i don't know if you guys are familiar with the movie swept away which was like a big punchline uh a few years ago it was a guy ritchie movie madonna starred in Oh, I remember. I don't remember anything about the movie, but I remember that it was a Guy Ritchie movie with Madonna in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a remake. Is he in that? It's a remake of a very, very popular. Um, his son actually stars in it um, with her, but uh, it's a remake of a very popular and, and really significant, phenomenal Italian movie called mm. Swept Away. Mm. Same director also stars John Carlo Gini. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, so wait, John Carlo's son is in the new. One? Yeah, the remake, in the remake, which is a terrible movie. Really, <laughs> that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. That one's about they got class son, and yeah. uh, also about gender politics. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I definitely want to check that out. Mm-hmm. What's that director's name again? Yeah, uh, Lena Wertmuller. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Who's your favorite director of all time? Uh, it changes a lot. I, I did say it while we were watching the movie, but usually Hal Ashby is my answer. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite movie of all time? I could never pick one. Top Seven five? Beauties is up there. Electric Light and Blue is up there. Um, the stunt man, uh, Hal Ashby's the landlord. Um, man, I could go. Step Brothers is up there. <laughs> Speed Racer is up there. Awesome. Uh, awesome. yeah. I hope somebody picks Magnolia. Speed Racer. Speed Racer would be great. I oh yeah. I thought that. somebody did for some reason. No, I don't think so. I was okay. going to, and then I was like, well, you know, someone will. Someone I, will. Yeah, I'm sure. I love the renaissance that movie has had because I saw yeah. it in theaters a bunch it. of times. Oh, man. Dude, it's I have it. really great. We can watch it. Although, I think I'm letting somebody borrow it right now. I need as to get it back. Hot Rod's on the list. Yeah. Oh, Hot Rod's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the breath of film. Uh, <laughs> everything yeah. we just described. Yeah. Uh, that's ben, why we're here, eh? Where can people follow <laughs> your work? Is there anything you want to point them to? And then uh, where can people listen to Mortal Podcast? Okay. Uh, well, you know, uh, I'm a writer. I write television. I got, there's a show I wrote on that I love very, very, very much, um, that I, I wrote on for the last couple of years. It has not been announced yet, but I don't know when this episode's coming out, but allegedly it'll be announced, uh, sometime in June. So hopefully that's true. Okay. And keep an eye out for that show whose name I can't say. Okay. Um, wait, but the show's already been on for years, but you've been writing it. No, I, I, we, ha- we wrote, the- we wrote a lot of show. The answers will, answers will come. Oh, is it animated? Is that it why? It is animated. Uh, um, yes. That'll do it every time. Yeah. It's going to be a great show and it'll be on Netflix, uh, in 20, oh, in early 2020. And, uh, I can't, I don't think I can say anything else. That's super exciting but uh just keep an eye out for that somehow so follow, i don't know follow. i just wanted to say how much i love it because i'm just i know i'm gonna get to plug it soon i feel it so just, so I'm just going for so it for all of our listeners uh, make sure to follow ben on social media mm-hmm. so make sure to subscribe see. to netflix um <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, 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 netflix I can account. i can usually be found uh hawking my own shit on on social media at ben meckler b-e-n-m as in man e-k-l-e-r uh, and yeah, watch stuff, watch, just watch movies. My plug is please watch more movies. <laughs> Let's watch movies. And, uh, yeah. Electric Item Blue was prime on prime. Yeah. You watch it on yeah. prime. Is it really? Yeah. And you know what? That I should, rules. I yeah. should look I'm up right now. Do it. <laughs> I should look up right I'm now. I'm probably going to watch it again. Like once I'm off of this cough mm-hmm. syrup, cold medicine. Good. Whatever. I'm going to see if seven beauties is, is, uh, cause we didn't yeah. talk enough Streaming about anywhere. the, uh, <gasps> blowhard detective guy oh, that yeah. ends up being his partner. Yeah. That guy sucks from Liar Liar. He yeah. sucks. Yeah. He does uh, suck. So it's seven interesting arc too for his character. He's yes, reduced. Seriously. He's stripped of all of his. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah because of a uh, penis. Um, mm-hmm. Because of a uh, penis. Seven Beauties is streaming on something called Canopy with a K. Oh, Canopy is phenomenal. If you have a library card. If you have a library <gasps> card, you can get Canopy. You can stream movies for free on there. Lots and lots and lots of movies. Guys, you can go watch. to Canopy and go to Hoopla. Go to all those yeah. library apps. And Canopy with a K has Seven Beauties on their streaming right now. So people Guys, could listen to this and watch it right now. Please do, it. and then please tweet, tweet at me, and tweet. I will talk to you about the movie. <laughs> I, I will be so excited to talk to you about the movie. Um, and then, yes, of course, listen to Mortal Podcast. That's a podcast with a K. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and uh, Keller, what movie are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> Great. Great. And our guest is going to be Adam Murray, who's a fantastic <gasps> nerdist talent I as well. I love Adam. Hi, Adam yeah. from across time. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, be in, uh, he'll be in next week, but we're recording it tomorrow night. So he'll be in tomorrow. And uh, he's bringing his own 
Sloan Copy of Big Trouble. You Little couldn't China. have a dope. better guest for that episode. Really? Yeah, that's he's exciting. such a Kurt Russell, Adam, like in that's real great. life. That's great. Adam's the best. That's great. That's, <laughs> that's wonderful. That's awesome. That's going to be a fun uh, episode. And you guys can watch um, uh, Big Trouble in Little China right now streaming on Cinemax subs or yeah, something. It's, like, it's, something it's, weird. It's pronounced Skinemax. Skin, you're right. Skinemax. Yeah, that's Skinemax. true. Yeah, Skinemax. Skin. Uh, yeah. Big, yeah, Big Trouble in Little China is on um, Max everybody's Go. Everybody's nude in that version of Big Trouble <laughs> yeah, in Little dude. China. So no one has clothes just, on the you whole get time. To see they just draw boobies it. and peepees on there. They just do draw them on there. Yeah, wow, yeah, I didn't great. like hearing that <laughs> one bit. <laughs> Nobody likes when Ugh. you refer to the penis as a peepee. Everyone Why not? It's the funniest thing. It's one of the top ten funniest things on earth to me is to refer to a penis as a peepee because it makes everybody uncomfortable no matter For the scenario. For whatever reason, Wiener is the one that really kills me. That Wiener I, just, I have yeah. no problem with and I'm like, No, it makes me laugh. Oh, it makes you laugh. To me, that's like the funny one. Like, dung. oh, my Wiener. Like, yeah. Dunger. Gets me. Wiener's great. Dunger's to me, good. My dung to is... Me, to me, pee pee is like wiener, but even more childlike. It's even more regressive into toddler. Pee-pee the age. listener right now is like, I was so close to getting yeah. away from no. this without no, no, getting no, 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 to no. it. No, and 50 wiener. More minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 50 <laughs> minutes. Hold Wiener's on, I got five more minutes on dick name. Pee pee is definitely the one extreme end of the spectrum where, like, the other extreme is like. Yeah. Cock. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, buddy. Cock All right. Is a, is a it's the worst. Sure. Phallus. It's the worst. <laughs> pee pee. It's great. It's adorable. Pee-pee. All right. It's great. Okay, everybody. Thanks so much I'm for sorry. listening. <laughs> Hope my levels were okay. Go ahead. Wiener. <laughs>